they thought it was going to be some magical thing that it wasn't. It was like, no, like, look, you got to eat more plants to help fill you up. You got to eat it a certain way. You got, you still got to get into a caloric deficit to lose weight. I, I can't help. Like, I'm not going to give you a magical metabolism boosting diet. There's no such thing. I promise you there's no such thing. There's nothing. If I, if there were something, I would sell the hell out of it and be a billionaire. There's nothing. So um, all I can teach you is in a systematic way how to improve your diet in a way that will be less miserable than XYZ diet. That's, that's the gist of it. Uh, while helping you feel good and you know maintain your muscle and, and look better, feel better. What's up, my friend? I'm Ted Rice, health coach to CEOs, medical doctors, and other high-performing professionals. I've got an interview for you today, and let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered about how much of the information that you get from online health and fitness influencers is marketing versus real science? Do you ever wonder if you can trust me? Those are all good things to wonder, by the way. And that's what I dive into, or at least kick this conversation off with Dr. Spencer Nadolsky, our guest today. And then we transition into talking about lipids because he's board certified in lipidology. So we dive into cholesterol, we dive into the effects of the ketogenic diet or high fat diets in general and what the effects of fat are. And we go and get into the nuances here, something that I don't hear people doing. Either cholesterol is good for you or it's bad for you, but where's the gray area? Where's the in-between? Where's the nuance? Well, that's what we dive into. So we range uh, quite a few topics today. Really enjoy this conversation and you're going to learn a lot. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, what we do here is we break down science-based information on how to prevent disease, lose fat, and live a longer, healthier, legendary if you will, life. And what I do is I get guests like Spencer on to help clear up the misinformation, to clear up the confusion, to add the nuance, because that's what we do. So you're going to learn a lot today. I hope you enjoy it. And before we jump to the conversation with Spencer, I want to say, if you have not joined my challenge, we're going to be kicking it off soon. I don't have a date yet, but we are starting the waiting list. So go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge and sign up now. That's legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge. That is our free seven-day challenge where you get coached by me for seven days and end up losing one, two, three, four pounds in one week. So if that sounds interesting to you, legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge. All right, let's jump into this conversation on fitness influencing and lipidology with Dr. Spencer Nadolsky. Spencer, thanks so much for coming back on the show. It's a pleasure to have you again. Of course, Ted. Technology allows us to do this whenever we want. Yeah, man. So listen, um, the reason I've been wanting to get you back on the show, we've had you on a show a few times, actually when a few name changes ago. You're one of the I think, original guests, uh, which is kind of cool. And so bring it forward now. What I'd love to talk about a little bit is some of what you do on social media, right? And um, one of the things that you try to do is you try to bring 
good evidence-based information, science-based information, how whatever term you like to use out there, because there's so much misinformation going on. And I think you and I are uh, very different, Spencer, but the, in one way that we're very similar is that we both come from a place of wanting to help, come from a place of wanting to share good information, but also realizing is that marketing sort of the people who are su- the most successful in this industry are the ones that have the strongest marketing, the strongest social media following. And then you find you and I have found a way to kind of get out there to overcome some of that and reach more people. Can you talk a little bit about that journey and yeah, what you've you had know, so, to do? You know, I don't have the most followers, but I have a good amount of followers. And then I'm not going to say I'm the smartest doctor, but I'm well knowledgeable on, on you know, some of my more specialty topics. But I try to mix and match all those um techniques that I, marketing techniques that I've learned over the years and the knowledge and try to put it all together into one thing. So what I found out early is that uh, Facebook, my big thing was Facebook, you know, back when it started, got big into Facebook, don't have a huge following, but a very loyal following on Facebook. And eventually three years ago, got onto Instagram. Well, the way I started with Facebook was I just, you know, was sharing actionable tips and cases of patients. That's literally it. So I'm in residency, you know, you go through four years of medical school and then you start residency, which is your specialty. And so I'm like a trainee, but, you know, using my lifestyle tips that I'm doing in residency training with the, in the clinic with actual patients and just saying this worked, this didn't work. This is what a patient said. And a lot of people can relate to it because most patients say very similar things. Most people think similar things. So I turned those into Facebook posts and then grew my Facebook following. And then eventually though, I, I have a, you know, if you don't know me in real life, like I'm a pretty goofy guy. So compared to my brother, who's on your show, He's much more serious than I am, but he can be goofy. But like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, I can be serious as a heart attack when needed to be. If, if, you know, someone's dying, I can go and do CPR and all these different things. And, you know, when a patient has cancer or whatever, some serious disease, I can serious mode, but I can all, but most of the time I'm not super serious. So I go to uh, Instagram three years ago and try to start building a similar uh, following that I did on, on Facebook and Instagram was the new thing at the time, newer, and, and you know people are, are growing much faster. Facebook was a lot slower now, unless you got on the bottom level. So I started off with more serious, like infographic type of um, things, and it, it propelled me. I was going, you know, gaining followers quickly, but it's not really, infographics aren't really my personality. Like it's, they're pretty serious. It's just serious, like, oh, eat this much protein, this how much protein's in a chicken breast and whatever, you know, stupid stuff like that. But like, you know, people are like, oh, this is good information. But that's not like actually my, if you would talk to me, it's not really what I'm all about. So I really like the ideas of these memes, you know, and that's, it was more of a, somewhat of a new concept in the, in the past decade. Um, and they've changed how they, you know, are presented. They used to be kind of, I don't know, vanilla. And now they're kind of crazy and almost you have to think about them for a second and, and goofy little funny things. Well, so I start getting into memes and and really it fits my personality a lot more. So I present what we'd call science or evidence-based medicine, fitness, nutrition, exercise, whatever, health. 
through the form of memes. And the way that I do it, it's almost like I like if you've seen my memes, you would think that I have a very poor bedside manner. Like you'd be like, oh, my God, this doctor's a jerk. He is just a jerk. And like there's no way patients like him. But it's 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 almost like I do the opposite of what a good bedside manner is. And that's the reason that they do well is because they're in your face. They 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 kind of rib you a little bit while, you know, at the heart of it, I, it's all love. And I, in the, in the post, I, in the comment section, I, or the, you know, the, the caption, I give a more detailed uh, presentation of what's going on, but um, that's kind of, and so, the, so I went from infographics was growing and then kind of stagnated. And then I got into memes and really, you know, I'm not the best memer out there although the thing is from a fitness standpoint I'm, I, I think I'm known as like the fitness meme guy the fitness and health medicine meme guy uh, I call myself a board cert- certified in memeology it's not real you know I have family medicine is that what you put on there right right yeah I'm a board certified memeologist but like uh, there is a slight art to it and and whatever but I got, got into it because it makes me laugh it fits my personality more while also appealing to the masses and it, it, it's able to spread a message in a, in a lighter, funnier way while also fitting my personality. So that's kind of what I did. And, and, and now I'm getting into videos and stuff like that, but the whole idea is to, it's, it's kind of hard. Sometimes it's, it's really hard to take a, a complex topic and simmer it down to a silly meme. And that's where the caption comes in into play. You got, you got to actually explain it. Cause people are like, Whoa, 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 what are you talking about? So uh, that's the gist of it for now. Yeah. Yeah. The big takeaway I think here is that the people who are the most successful, and this is something like when people tell me, uh, someone told me the other day, oh yeah, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, okay, cool. Who else do you listen to? Oh yeah, well, I listen to Ben Greenfield and some other people. I've called out Ben a couple of times. I like, I I think he's a, I've never met him. I I had a short exchange. I don't really know him, but uh, I hear from people who do, who he's a decent guy, but uh but one thing that I can say is I had clients, literally had a client who was shining a juve infrared light on his testicles to try to get better results. And then I've had other clients who, you know, started doing breath work or something else to try to get better results to lose weight. And I get a lot of people who listen to his show, uh, just not, not to call out Ben too much, but I think he's the one that, um, you know, people know the most. And people don't realize that the most successful, the most well-known, let's say, let's not even use that word success. I've got a lot of people, uh, a lot of friends who are making seven figures who have very small social media followings, yeah. um, but the, who appear to be the most successful are the ones that people are like, oh, yeah, you got to listen to the show. Everybody And it's like their business model is based on that. And that's... I think that's important for people to realize because if you, because it's a popularity contest, damn it, Spencer. And um, I'm doing well. I'm not even motivated to grow my uh, social media following that much. And I want to do more. I want to help more. And people get trapped or lost, let's say, on those, uh, on following people. And I feel like you're one of the few people who's really broken through and doing great work. What do you have to say for people 
who are out there trying to find good information on health and not get led down the biohacking, butter in your coffee, popping nootropics. How do you look at it as like someone who's trying to fight the misinformation? And what do you, how, how do you help people think about those things? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat lucky in that, like, you know, I, I'm a medical doctor and I have all these board certifications, so I'm automatically an expert. So people listen to me, you know, people have to go through the waves of, you know, if they have no degree, whatever they go through and build a following of some sort, and then they become their own expert and people trust them. Uh, so it's when I stand up and say, well, this is bullshit. They first listen, and that's appeal to authority. Like everybody knows that logical fallacy. Just just because I say something doesn't make it actually true. In fact, we've gotten into that issue, and I, you see me post about the hydroxychloroquine. When doctors say it works, it's like it's because you say it works, it doesn't mean it works. Like what are you talking about? So, so I have that first step at least. But then, I've I've been around on the social media for so long. I see how people interact, and I've not. Uh, it's been a learning experience for me. I, I've learned how to, I'm not going to say I'm the greatest at it, but do better in terms of discussing some of these topics without pissing people off. And then what it does is that it, it gets more people to go, Hey, you should really follow this guy. So if you, if you just stick to logical facts and data and not step out of line, you, you generally do a fine job. So like what, you know, Ben Greenfield, he's an easy target because he's the classic biohacking guy that like, hey, you don't actually have to work that hard. Just do this weird peptide injection and you'll get some results. Just do all these weird things, except for the basics that we know work. Right, right. <laughs> <Doesn't seem laughs> I mean, that's right, really right. like when it comes to athletics, it came to my academics, it came to everything. Sure. I, yeah, I have, I have probably a genetic propensity to maybe excel at some of these things. But uh, when it comes to doing the best he tends to be those who work the hardest and are consistent at them just nonstop relentless so uh it always frustrates me to see biohackers just throwing out like try this new pill try this new whatever because what it does is it gets people in this quick fix mindset anyway that's kind of a, a tangent but that's that's the reason i don't like these biohacking you know kind of guru types of of, of folks so what i do what i found is that like you know, Lane Norton, I don't know if you've had him on your podcast. Good friend. Yeah, of mine. sure. And he he attacks the gurus directly. And that's one way of doing it. There's other people that say, don't pay any attention to them. You just do your best work and people will come to you. And I think my, I'm right, kind of right in the middle. I, I, I like kind of attacking them once in a while. I like to do my best work. Uh, I don't like to detract by attacking the gurus too much because what it does, it makes it seems like you're just like a big bully. But Lane, to Lane's credit, he says someone's got to do it because these guys are out there basically um, scamming everyone. The way I've grown is consistency. Every day I make a post, no matter what, it's something. And I repeat, and, it, and consistency too is, is, is important. So I repeat the same topics over and over again, but in slightly different ways which finally hammers in to people that these are the principles of weight loss or health or whatever it is. And yes, you can come up with hypotheses and, and whatever, but I try to also teach the scientific method of, of like not just making up claims. Cause that's the thing. These gurus will make up claims. It's hard to teach critical thinking, but like over time people 
you know, they, they're sick of the BS. So they finally want to follow somebody who's not BSing them. And that's really when they come to me and a few of these other people and, and you just, you, you don't sell out, you just keep giving them good info. And then eventually they've either become my patient. I'm not taking patients anymore, or they start buying your diet programs and exercise programs. And then, you know, just want to be a loyal follower and loyal, uh, customer or patient or whatever it is. And for, so the people who listen to this show are, you know, there, there's a wide range of people, but we, what we target on uh, target as far as listeners are people in their forties, fifties, people who are professionals. I get a lot of accountants, a lot of entrepreneurs listening to the show. And um, in, in particular with entrepreneurs, even I'm involved in an entrepreneur group, that same guy, shout out to you, Ryan, that uh, I mentioned about the, you know, infrared light uh, debacle. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, I, I, I've been in an entrepreneur's coaching group and that guy has some very Peter, Peter Sage, love him, but he is great to learn entrepreneurship from with the way he looks at things, but has some of the conspiratorial sort of what I would consider conspiratorial nutrition views on like uh, cholesterol and that type of thing. Cholesterol doesn't matter. And so, and that's what's kind of hot in the entrepreneur circle as well. There's tends to be that tendency to go for that type of information. What can you share with someone who's listening right now who might be one of those people who is trying to differentiate between, because it's super hard, right? You and I know who to listen to. I don't have any uh, lack of confidence, but if I didn't, if I wasn't in this industry, if I didn't know what I knew and I was just, because you're saying you're a doctor and you mentioned the appeal to authority. Well, Paul Saladino is telling people, you know, the carnivore meat doctor guy saying something too, and he's a doctor. In fact, one of my clients said, you said something, Ted, and then I, I was listening to a doctor on another podcast. He said the exact opposite of what you're saying. Yeah, right? no, that's those, you know, he's specifically someone who really grinds my gears because <laughs> he should know better, you know, and when you, why is he do, I mean, I know you don't know him, but why do you, why do you think people do it? Is he really just, is it really just marketing or is it, I mean, I know you don't know him. You can't speak. I know him slightly. He, I know him slightly. We oh, text, okay. Uh, once so in a while do, and I give him why a crap. Why do you do that? Okay. So my, my, my gut tells me that they know that being more extreme, the more extreme they are, the more followers and the stronger their following gets. I mean, you see this classic marketing, they teach it in the books, there's a spectrum and getting further away from that spectrum, further from mainstream will garner a stronger following from a certain type of person. You'll create your own niche, you know, you won't get everybody. When you try to please everybody, you get nobody. That's what they're going to say. So if you go a little bit more extreme and you start peppering in and cherry picking data and really saying strong claims, people love it. They eat it up so much. I, I, I honestly, like, I as a physician, though, it's 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 unethical to do that. Um, so when I see other physicians doing this, it. It, it hurts my soul. So I think some of them truly believe it. Some of them maybe started off believing it and then they saw it got a lot of attention 
and maybe they found the you know you start it's cognitive dissonance you little things that go against your beliefs you you, you kind of ignore those things uh so when it comes to like you know cholesterol it's like man i'm a i'm a board certified lipidologist and I know the data pretty well and I can go over the nuance nuances and I'm doing some research right now. So why don't we just like be reasonable as opposed to making strong claims one way or the other? I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I know why it, if you make a strong claim, it'll, it'll rally the troops on one side and it'll piss off another side. And what it does is both people are talking and it, social media algorithms like it doesn't, they don't, social media doesn't know whether it's good or bad. They just see commenting and likes and whatever. So um, I've actually made it a st- people tag me all the time in these BS posts. And I've, I've tried to actually not comment because what it does is shows some blue check guy is, is commenting and, and maybe, I don't know, I don't want to elevate their status. So, um, uh, so what I usually do is take a screenshot and, and so it doesn't, the algorithms don't know. I hope not. Maybe they're so smart. They know pixels, whatever, who knows, but uh, ideally not. I take a screenshot, maybe make a comment about it and don't tag the person. So how do you, how do you know who's telling the truth and who's not? It's kind of hard when you have two doctors and you don't have enough time to go through the full amount of data yourself. It really is hard. That's why, that's why it drives me nuts when other smart doctors go that route and uh, they may be passionate and whatever, but uh, they're doing more harm than good. They may help a certain select few, but there's a lot of other people out there that that, that are being harmed. So um, it's hard. I, I don't have a good answer of who to know to follow because a lot of people are very convincing. What I will say is, if they red flag signs or they they talk in absolutes, they're they're very extreme. They're going against mainstream, and it seems like just. Seems like wow, this is cool because they're they're going against mainstream, but it's it's more just contrarian, and uh, you won't know that they cherry pick because they'll find some studies to to um, to support their position. But what they so you won't unless you go and go. Well, wait, are there other studies to show against it? You'd have to go and kind of look yourself. So they they're very uh, sly in that aspect, and then they'll they'll be very uh, strong with their own anecdotes, their own testimonials. Because like, yeah, you know, a carnivore diet, whatever, like there are going to be a lot of people that do well with it. They're eating a ton of processed energy and now they're eating mostly meat that's low in energy and that's it. They're going to lose a lot of weight. They're going to feel a lot better. So like, you know, those types of things and, and, and you know, to go with the cholesterol, atherosclerosis takes years, long periods of time. So if you see your cholesterol skyrocket. And then you, you know, you check a calcium score, do one of these heart scans. You're not going to, you're not going to see a difference after a year or two. It takes a long time. So like, anyway, they know how to fudge it a little bit and a little bit of knowledge is dangerous because they don't, maybe some of these people don't know the the nuances very well, but I usually pick up, I, I pick them apart. I go, well, this, 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 and this, you know, let's just be reasonable, but it's hard to get that to the, their followers because their followers are going to get stronger and stronger as the, the stronger their claims they make. It's an interesting thing. I, again, if I wanted to, I could sell out and probably become one of these biohacking people and, and probably make millions of dollars and have millions of followers. But like, you know, ethically, I just, I, I, I'm happy with what I've done using legit information. It's starting to become contrarian just to say that a calorie deficit is a thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, so well, that's yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of it's, good. You know, yeah, it's just like 
oh, cholesterol, you know, cholesterol matters and yeah, calories matter, all that. That shouldn't be contrarian, but yeah, they, they, these, it, it's not contrarian. Like the, so the thing is, the difference too is that people that would come into my office that were just normal people that aren't like infatuated with the online health world, they're not seeing that stuff. But like there are enough people that, you know, start researching it. And because of the Google algorithms before, the Google's gotten better. Now they're, you know, they're, they're deranking some of these crazy people. Thankfully, although people are like, that's censorship. It's like, no, they're not removing your actual website. They're just saying, hey, you're probably not a, a, a good person to listen to. So we're not going to put you number one, like Mercola and all these other quacks. So, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going with that, but that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a weird times. You know, I had Kevin Bass. Do you know him, by the way? Yeah. yeah on yeah, Twitter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We I had Kevin on. I, and actually did he did his first interview here uh and uh it's an interesting time interesting time and i feel like what you're talking about where it's like this stuff if you go the wrong direction it it really is doing harm and it it can take a while like you said arthur arthrosclerosis difficult to say that right now but uh you know the hardening of arteries the buildup of plaque in the arteries it can take a long time for it to to show up till you to the effects really become something that you you have to deal with and it's all because of a dietary change you made because you listened to a podcast with an interview with a guy who said something compelling to you and uh spencer why don't we change directions a, a bit cuz i wanted to start off with this conversation with you about the influence and the influencing and the, in social media in particular. But um, can you talk a bit about like the, the board certified in lipidology? What are the nuances that people don't know, but should when they're thinking of following or following a carnivore or a, a keto diet? Yeah. So um yeah, first, you know, the board certification in lipids, lipidology is, it just shows that I have a standard amount of knowledge in it and I could treat, you know, genetic causes or anything else. And I have a very deep understanding of pathophysiology, like the, the causes and effects of, of lipids and their effects on the body, you know, not just atherosclerosis, um, you know, but pancreatitis and some of these other things that occur with, uh, with, with changes in your lipids. But so what happens with a ketogenic diet, some folks uh, develop very high levels of low-density lipoprotein cholesterol levels and ApoB. So if you don't know what that is, people call it the bad cholesterol, but really cholesterol is cholesterol. It just depends on what is actually what protein is actually holding the cholesterol. So our cholesterol can't just float around in our blood and he's, it's uh, lipid-soluble, fat-soluble. And, uh, or, you know, it can't just float in our, our water. It's like olive oil and water doesn't yeah, yeah. work. So, needs so a carrier. it needs to float around in these proteins. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've heard of HDL, high density lip, uh, uh, lipoprotein and low density lipoproteins. And they say LDL is the bad cholesterol. Well, you know, the cholesterol on it isn't bad because it, it, if it's on an HDL, it's still the same cholesterol molecule. Anyway, that's an aside. So when you eat a ketogenic diet, there are certain mechanisms that may start elevating that low-density lipoprotein uh, cholesterol, LDL particles, the particles that carry the cholesterol. And those are the particles 
that are hypothesized to be the initiator of atherosclerosis. They get into your artery lining, they get stuck somehow, and then they get oxidized or modified, and then you get this whole cascade that eventually starts forming atherosclerosis. So if you have high amounts of that, and that's why you see the doctor, cholesterol's high, you better do some diet and exercise, or I gotta put you on a medicine. Um, so if you have high amounts of that, it's thought that you're at higher, higher risk for cardiovascular disease. The thing is with ketogenic diet, though, is that in general, everything improves except for the LDL cholesterol. So if you go from having abdominal obesity and metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, blood sugars are high, your triglycerides are high, and you got high blood pressure, all these things, your inflammatory markers are high, you lose 50 pounds, 100 pounds, I don't know, it doesn't even have to be that much. All of a sudden, your blood, your blood sugars go from in the diabetes range down to perfectly normal range. Your blood pressure completely normalizes. Your inflammatory markers go normal. Your triglycerides drop. But all of a sudden, you're, and you're feeling great, by the way, all of a sudden, your LDL cholesterol is high. Well, does that mean, well, you shouldn't be on that diet? I don't know. I can't, I can't say that. I, I, I personally think it's, it's, it really just depends and you have to look at the differences in all the risk markers. You got to see how high it's going right now. But really, this might be an issue. And this is what I'm studying with a group of people. We're actually going to watch healthy, originally healthy folks who go on these ketogenic diets and have very high, very high cholesterol levels where it looks like they have a genetic cause of high cholesterol. And we're actually watch. It's never been done before. Uh, we just assume it's a it's an issue. But we've never nobody's ever done this and watched what happens over the course of time. Uh, in terms of atherosclerosis, when everything else looks perfect and they only have a diet-induced increase in LDL cholesterol. And you don't see this with everybody that does a ketogenic diet, and it depends on how you do the ketogenic diet. So if you're doing a more kind of what I what we call Mediterranean-like, although I'll get yelled at if I say Mediterranean-like because they're going to say Mediterranean diets have carbs. I'm just like, just, that's why I'm saying Mediterranean-like, hyphen-like, I'm not saying a Mediterranean diet, but Mediterranean-like, where it's high monounsaturated, lots of fish as your meat as opposed to uh, ribeyes and butter, let's say. It's more like fish and <laughs> olive oil and nuts. And right. really what you see, you don't see that, you don't see that change. Um, and it, part of it is I've done articles on this and looked into the mechanisms. It's really because you have this decrease in uh, LDL uh, recycling or clearance from the liver. So the idea is that, and that's part of the mechanism. There's a few other things that are really interesting. You also might not be getting as much fiber in your diet, and that can bind up some of the uh, cholesterol in your intestines, which then changes um, and, and bile and all these different things, which then changes the the receptors on your liver, which ultimately helps lower your LDL in your blood because the LDL it's circulating, circulating. It needs to eventually get back to the liver and get taken in and recycled. So what happens when you do high saturated fat ketogenic diet? Ultimately, that gets turned down. Uh, that's what it seems like anyway. And um, so we're, we're studying it. But like for me, I personally wouldn't do it. If my cholesterol, I mean, some of these people, I, 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 their LDL cholesterol, a normal level, people say population level is around 100 to 120-ish milligrams per deciliter. And we're seeing where we usually put people on medicine no matter what is around 190 uh, if they have no other risk factors because that's where we think the that familial hypercholesterolemia uh, level starts at 100, around 190. Some of these folks 
500, 600, some of them even up to the 800 level, which, <laughs> and they're, and, and they're not dead yet. They're not having heart attacks They're And in fact, I, we have yet to see, I mean, we have a lot of these people in these groups that I'm, I'm in and, and you also usually see um, in your tendons, your Achilles tendons, these uh, xanthomas where cholesterol deposits and you, and you start getting uh, nodules on your, on your tendons and you can feel it. None of these people are developing those. Some of them have other things, but we think there may be some of these people have actual genetic causes too, but there's a good number that seem to not have genetic cause and it's just from the diet. So anyway, I don't think it's safe, Whoa. but we're going to study it anyway. We're going to study it. It's going to be actually really cool. I'm just super interested. Again, I'm not a big fan of the ketogenic diet. I, I like to rib it and make fun of it all the time, but I, I have some patients that do great on it. I, I can't ignore its therapeutic benefit for, for individuals, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's really the issue. And, and you see it a lot with the carnivore diet. So Paul Saladino, carnivore, he's a carnivore guy. And he uh, his, his LDL was 500 the other day. And he's like, I'm not dead yet. Mike, you can do this thing called a coronary artery calcium score. It's like a, a low-dose CT scan. And they look at calcium that's been built up in your in your arteries. And really, like when you're young, you shouldn't have any calcium anyway. Like it doesn't matter like because that's a, a late stage part of atherosclerosis. And he was like, well, my, my CAC was zero. My coronary artery calcium score was zero. And I've had this level of cholesterol for two years. I guess, you know, cholesterol doesn't matter. The thing is, like I said, it takes years for atherosclerosis to build up. That's why you start seeing people dropping in their 50s and 60s and whatever. Uh, not only that, you also have to have, to have the right imaging modality since Coronary artery calcium is is calcium is a late finding in atherosclerosis. You want to be able to see if we're going to watch progression, we got to see have a better imaging. And so that's what we're going to do in the study. We're going to do something called a, a coronary angiography, where we look at actually soft plaque um, changes as opposed to the calcium. So anyway, interesting stuff. But I, I, I you know. When people don't go into these nuances, it's like, hey, look, I'll have a discussion. I, I can't tell you for sure. Based on everything we know about cholesterol, and yeah, you should you should be at a higher risk um, in the long run. But uh, And there are ways to do a ketogenic diet and not increase your cholesterol. So let's just do it this way. That's what I would say. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20, at www.organifi.com, that's Organifi.com, to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now. Back to the episode. So big takeaways from, from what I heard you say is, uh, number one, 
and you said this before on a previous interview that I had you on, you said, it's not just the cholesterol that I look at. I look at a bunch of different markers of inflammation. I try to put the, the whole picture together. So this is one of those biomarkers. And the, the next important thing that I think you said was it can be high. And even for two years, like Paul's, you know, yeah. Uh, a score and it's like well we don't normally see the development for decades anyway yeah and so now you're doing this study where you're looking to see if you can detect some smaller changes with more sensitive equipment to start to answer this question but overall the vibe I'm getting from you is that yeah okay if the, it, it look this isn't the only way to the ketogenic or carnivore diet, it's not the only way to lose fat, right? Uh, specifically with the keto diet, you can do it in a way where you're making better food choices, not just ribeye steaks and butter, but like you mentioned, fattier fish and olive oil. So why would you choose to do it that way? And I think we all know the answer. People love to either they just love that type of food or they like to shove meat in people's faces and argue about it online and and do what everybody's. But if someone's listening right now and trying to very interested in their health, instead of making, you know, looking cool on, on the social media arguments, like, no, this is really good stuff, Spencer. What else would you say that people are missing when it comes to a lot of these popular approaches when it, uh, and when it comes to the influencers, the the you know the social media posts, and being led astray from the nuances that you brought up regarding cholesterol, are there other areas uh, outside of just the cholesterol thing that you see that are important? Yeah, I mean the thing is that they'll pro- <laughs> they'll promote a diet. All diets work if they're going to help you lose fat. They're all going to work through caloric restriction. Like we just can't get around that. In fact. Someone just commented, I, I made a PowerPoint video on PCOS and how like, yeah, every diet works for PCOS in terms of weight life. You have it, like there's multiple types of phenotypes of PCOS. So I don't want anybody thinking like PCOS, you just need to go on a diet. It's, it's, it's a little bit more complex than that. But if you have if you're struggling to lose fat and uh, you have PCOS and you have some insulin resistance, whatever. Uh, all diets will help you lose weight. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be low carb. So the idea is that low carb diets, because they lower your insulin level, you're going to improve your insulin resistance. Then if you ate a low fat, you know, higher carbohydrate diet at the same amount of caloric intake, it's really not true. Uh, we've done multiple studies on this in just the normal population, but uh, there's nothing to suggest that in PCOS, low carb diets work very well in PCOS, but so do other diets. So anyway, what I would suggest is that like when somebody's trying to sell you a diet in order to lose fat, look at their claims. A lot of times the claims are all about hormones. This will fix your hormones. In fact, we, uh, we got to redo some stuff. We, I, I have this, uh, I have a, a thyroid diet, a PCOS diet, and some of these other things we're getting into health things. And, and this marketing company just kept wanting to say, we're basically going to fix your your thyroid with a diet. I'm like, no, 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 we can't make that claim. All we're saying is that we've adjusted the caloric intake to match the profile of someone with these conditions a little bit better than just our standard 
uh, diet templates and, and, and recommendations that we give. Like, and so the marketing's not as cool. It's not as sexy, but like what I see around the internet, they just, this diet works because it's going to balance your hormones and reset you. What does that even mean? What is it? What do you mean hormones? What, like, what is it? What, what, what do you mean hormone? What hormones? And also what do you, trying to achieve from that and what do you mean if your hormones were a certain way how is that preventing you from losing weight so the common thing is you have insulin resistance you have to do low carb to lose weight okay show me the data that says that that's not actually true i could drink sugar and lose weight with insulin resistance as long as i'm not the difference is that yeah a lower carb diet for certain individuals may better satiate folks not everybody though um i have not me yeah i have patients that have like, and this is where I don't understand the zealots, uh, these low carb zealots, I, they, they, they become low carb zealots and then they promote themselves and only low carb people that want to do low carb go to them. It's this big selection bias and they're just, I can't believe they see it, but I, I've had patients that have done, have had uncontrolled type two diabetes and it did a high carbohydrate plant-based diet and reversed or put their diabetes into remission and still have done it over, you know, however many years, five, eight years. And the low carb enthusiast will say, that's impossible. I'm like, no, it's just because it's a science. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so you can, you know, show me the data that your diet's better. And they, they, we have, we have rigorous data to show it's, it's not, there may be a benefit in glycemic control with the ketogenic diet because you're not actually, so, because you're not actually eating carbohydrates, it's true. You're, you will have better blood sugars acutely, but the underlying pathophysiology of the insulin resistance uh, is that excess energy storage, uh, ectopic fat and these fatty acids flowing around your body. And when you reduce that, no matter how you do it, uh, there's an improvement. So, anyway, I would say just be careful. If somebody's uh, promoting a diet and they claim that they're going to do resetting or changing your hormones or whatever, Make sure, like, it may be some marketing. They may be a good person because I've tried this myself. I've tried to work with marketing teams going, how do we make science seem a little sexier? Ultimately, it backfires, though, because people go, what do you mean? Because they start asking me the questions that I've told people to ask. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it's it's actually this. This is just marketing, you know. So I've gone away from that because I found that it actually backfires. Um but uh, what, what do you mean it backfires exactly like you try to use marketing, but I they tried, they tried try to, to little, lead you over to the dark side a bit? I tried to go a little bit salesier and mark, more marketing because what the, what the marketers will say is that if you have the best product in the world and if you can't get it out to people and get people to buy it, it doesn't matter. So you got to do everything you can. You have an ethical uh, – you have, you have to do this. You have to find a way to get ah. this – it's your, yeah. it's your ethical duty. And okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty open guy. Like I, I'm, since I was learning about marketing, I, I thought it was interesting. Unfortunately though, it went against my ethos and, and, uh, my genuine character as being a, a pretty straight shooter. So what I found is that people were buying it, but then they thought it was going to be some magical thing that it wasn't. It was like, no, like, look, you got to eat more plants to help fill you up. You got to eat it a certain way. You got you still got to get into a caloric deficit to lose weight. I, I can't help. Like, I'm not going to give you a magical metabolism boosting diet. There's no such thing. I promise you there's no such thing. There's nothing. If I, if there were something, I would sell the hell out of it and be a billionaire. There's nothing. So um, all I can teach you is in a systematic way, how to improve your diet in a way that will be less miserable than 
XYZ diet. That's that's the gist of it. Uh, while helping you feel good and you know maintain your muscle and, and look better, feel better. So um, when I allowed marketers to kind of snazz up some of these sales pages, it was just interesting because then people would wait a second. This is you're just helping me eat fewer calories. I'm like, no shit. So that's, that's science. So, so what I did, so I, I, I did that for a little bit and then I came back and now I just hammered even more and make sure that when people know they're buying, they're getting a science-based program that if you put in the effort and work hard, it will work. And if there's a way to help you do that, then that'll work even better. But like, there's no magic out there. So what it, what it does is it's actually a better, it's a better long-term plan because you're not selling BS, even though you can get a quicker buck the other way, in the long term, you know, people figure out who's full of shit and who's not. So, anyway, that it was it was a, it was a, it was an interesting trial. I want I I keep an open mind. I'm like maybe I am dumb. Maybe I need to find ways to sell this up. But in you know, I work with Renaissance Periodization now, and they they are the strongest science based um, fitness company out there. And like, they just let the results show and they we do everything based on science and if there's science changes slightly we modify things and and it works it's it's a it's its own marketing because it's we're we're science and results work hard that's it love it thanks for sharing that part of your your journey because uh i think a lot of people are reluctant to talk about that side of things where you you know we talked about some of the other people and you're sharing like well how do i find that that perfect balance of of getting myself out there promoting something that I, i'm doing the right thing i know why it works I, i'll tell you why it works i'll show you why it works i'll show you how to do it but then how do i get your fucking attention when it's like carbs make you fat balance you know get rid of cortisol insulin surrounds your fat and you know it's like all this stuff and my dad was sharing something with me recently because he clicks on he's 76 but clicks on these videos sometimes it's like the secret trick to learning how to lose belly fat and it, yeah you know and uh i'll tell you in my journey too my business partner is a marketing professional and we've had some back and forth uh we've gotten more uh, uh, interestingly enough She's kind of done some things. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let you do it. But early in the earlier days, and now, now we're really on point, more authentic, right? If you if you want to use that word, uh, more to the point, right? And calling stuff out because we use. I'll tell you the good thing. I use keto as a marketing sort of thing because I say, I say I'll get you lean without having to do keto. Because yeah, yeah. there's so yeah. many people who try keto diet, they get yep. sick like I do, eating all that fat, and it doesn't help with the hunger, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, so, uh, yeah. and, so and it a, helps me sell it. That's a yeah. classic marketing thing. So lose weight without doing the things that people hate. So like my slogan before I had these, actually we still have them, they're simplified diet templates because um, a lot of people count their macros and calories, which is fine. But like my slogan was, get in the best shape of your life or whatever without eating a no carb diet or counting or tediously counting calories. It's a simple thing. It's like, I want to do that. I don't want to have to count calories and I don't want to do keto because those are what I think that's people are like, I don't want to count calories. Well, you don't have to, well, I don't want to do keto either. We well, don't have to do that either. 
there's other ways to do it. You just have to find a method. And so that, that was like, and, and it worked, worked really well. Uh, we're still using that slogan, but yeah, I, I, and it's, it's, you may not make the millions at first, uh, you know, if you do a good job, I mean, I, other companies that have done a good job over the years, you know, Precision Nutrition and Stronger You is another company, they're a coaching company. I like them a lot. And, you know, you sell out though, and uh, you go down this hole, you get some quick money, but, you know, long longevity of the companies is probably not going to be there. You'd have to keep coming up with gimmicks. And maybe you made I think some to- people we know are getting that to that point. There was one, we've already mentioned him, but I don't need to say his name again, but he said that the key to losing body fat was to breathe. Breathing does help because without oxygen, you die kind of quick, but uh, there's a classic paper about how, you know, people think like, what do you just burn your, you just burn body fat? Well, no, you actually, yeah, gas exchange. The combustion is, is CO2 and water. So you actually breathe it out. You breathe out your body fat. And so like, so no, you can't do that because you're going to hyperventilate and change all your, your, your gases in your blood. So that doesn't work. You, you still have to do the standard things, but that's, that's funny that he said that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, uh, and, and actually my client Ryan, uh, brought that up to me. Uh, I didn't actually see the post, but he, he was joking about it with me. And, uh, yeah, I, it's just a crazy time. And, um, there's a lot of miss, you know, it, it's, it, let me ask you this, because we're in this time where, you know, nutrition and the, these wars that we have in our business, if you want to, you know, consider us part of that, I kind of do kind of don't, I'm more of like, I don't even argue about mechanisms because I know what works. I, I, I'm more interested in the like psychological, the coaching aspect side, the neuroscience, right. Of motivation of, you know of understanding our hot versus cold cognition better, that type of thing. Right. So, but, uh, why, why do you see, uh, well, in your opinion, after dealing with this as a content creator, as a doctor, seeing patients, what is it about diet that is so polarizing that is on the same level with politics and religion? Yeah, I think it's something that we can identify with. You know, we get teams. Everybody likes the team, you know, sports teams. We all, like, I'm a Bears fan, a Chicago Bears fan. It's like, yeah, we, you know, my, my aunt's from Chicago. She was part of the team when I was growing up. And they, with the 85 Bears, Walter Payton, all these awesome people at the time. So it's like, now I'm a Bears fan. I identify with that. I, I'm, I'm always going to be a Bears fan. But why, really? Like, doesn't matter so like when it comes to diets it's like we like to identify and have our team and uh my personal team is is being agnostic and and team science of of just going well they all kind of work i've seen it work the data shows it work you know i'm not gonna that that's my thing but it's not sexy it's not it's there is that's become a team luckily and i have my own team and, and and following with that and RP, we kind of do the same thing, but like the, you know, we were talking about the people that make the strongest claims are a little bit crazy. They, they get huge followings and they get, I mean, it's crazy. So I think people like to identify and, and people like a little bit more polarizing. Vanilla is not fun usually. So 
that's 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 what I've come to think. I, I, I'm pretty sure if, we, if you're if you're too scientific and you're kind of like, yeah, all diets work. Nobody cares about that. They want to know what works. They want black or white. I mean, there's so many different things like that. Do you feel it's like a motivation thing? Like if we don't get into it emotionally, like get charged up by it, we just can't follow through? Potentially. So my most successful patients and most successful followers, I don't want to say they become obsessed, but it's it's close. They 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 really buy into a certain lifestyle. And and that could and so the thing is like you know, you see these amazing transformations with ketogenic diets. I would be an idiot to say it didn't work. I mean, the data shows it worked. It's just not better than any other one way. But like, you see someone that were, you know, put their diabetes into remission, lost 200 pounds or whatever it was, and they look great, feel great. They bought in and they are going to do it forever. They love it and they're going to work hard and they're upset, somewhat obsessed with it. The same thing with someone who's counting their calories and macros. They bought in. They're obsessed with it and they're going to keep going forever. It's a, you know, if you want to call it a, a survivorship bias too, we see the people that have done great, but so many have failed every single diet out there. So yeah. Can you, you explain in. what that is, Spencer? The survivorship bias? Yeah. So the, yeah, I, there is a meme going around. It's actually pretty cool where it shows like eh, World, World, World War II or one or whatever. They, the planes that came back had... Uh, it looked a certain way and they said, well, maybe we should, we should, we should build them that, that look like this, but you should really look and look at the flaws of the, th- of the planes that crashed and, and burned. And so what we see when we see people that are losing weight and keeping it off, we're seeing all the, sur- the successes, but what about all the failures and why did those other people fail? Well, the reason is, is just, you know, because dieting is kind of hard doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you do a ketogenic diet. doesn't matter if you follow, if it fits your macros, calorie counting, a vegan plant-based diet, Mediterranean, whatever it is, uh, it's just hard. And so, yeah, finding your team might be important for that. You get a community that's helping you do it, but you got to buy in. And my big thing is just understand why it's working. Don't think it's magical hormones or something like that. If a ketogenic diet's working for you, you're finding a way to stay satiated and energized and not miserable eating a certain dietary pattern. And socially, you don't feel awkward eating only, you know, uh, protein and fat. Whereas like maybe it failed for someone, not because maybe it did help satiate them, but they, they were with a spouse or someone else that always loved pasta and they were thin and they like you, you're surrounded by these other people and you couldn't stick to it because of other reasons. Anyway, that's it. Survivorship. You see the you see the people that, that are, are successes, but you don't see the failures, and uh, um, that's that's the problem. Every you know keto or whatever, they're all going to show their best. We show our best at RP. We show our, our biggest transformations because it's just like whoa, that's cool. I want to do that. You know, whatever. Yeah, and I had a you know a client asked me. On the podcast, because I'm guilty of the same thing, right? I put my best foot forward, yeah. my best transformations forward. And, but he asked me to share more of the struggle. So I have more recently yeah. because I, I don't mind. I wasn't doing it on purpose. I, you know, like I got to hide the dirty secrets of the failed, you know, it's like, I, I don't mind sharing because, um, you know, I'm working hard to figure out why those things, why, how can I do better? 
And it's very complicated when you look into, um, you know, the, all, all the brain stuff, right? The hypothalamus, the leptin, the reward centers, the executive centers, the hedonics, yeah. you know, trying to wrap your head all around that and then to coach people through it in a way that's actionable in their life and to get them to understand it's, it's tough stuff. Man, you know, I, uh, we, we went on quite a bit longer than I thought. I would, I want to stop here because I know you're busy as am I, uh, but I, I would love to have you back sooner rather than later. It's been too long. And to dive into this a bit more and dive into some of what we talked about, especially at the end a bit more, um, to really help people understand. And I would love to hear, you know, to have you back talking about some of what you've learned from this, the, the people who your, your patients who became great transformations, the ones who struggled, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Talk about what we learned, talk about your biggest takeaways as a doctor and how you've evolved. And uh, that, that would be great, man. But thank you so much for coming today, Spencer. It was a great conversation. Uh, thanks for sharing behind the scenes of like the marketing journey that you've gone through as a, a business owner and someone who has the heart and wants to do the right thing. But it's, it, you know, we're, we're up against these other guys. I mean, people, uh, some of them are definitely women, but um, who are, you know, they could, they, they have that thing. It's my ethical duty to even be unethical just so I can get it out there to help people. And that's bullshit, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a better yeah I way. think so. I, I think so. I've had to go through that journey and figure it out myself. But I come to realize I, I think that's not the right way. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Well, yeah, got, I got lots of cases and and we can go more in depth into the – I mean, you know, as an obesity doctor, I've had so many patients come through the door. I'm all online now, so I don't have people coming through the door. I don't even take patients anymore. Uh, I do it all, everything online, overseeing our coaching program and everything um, with RP. But uh, yeah, anytime I'll, I can book another appointment. Awesome. We'd love to. And for those people, if you're looking for good science-based information on nutrition, on, you know, something to follow as a diet template, um, where should people go specifically to find that from RP? Yeah, so you can go to renaissanceperiodization.com. It's kind of a long word. There's You can just go to rpstrength.com. Our Instagram is rpstrength, uh, at rpstrength. Mine's at Dr. D.R. Nadolsky, N-A-D-O-L-S-K-Y. And we also actually have a YouTube channel that's growing quickly where we go into, you know, like my memes, we go way into, more into depth and I'm doing videos uh, at our RP YouTube channel. Dr. Mike's doing lots of stuff on on lifting technique and, and recovery and how to get the biggest muscles um, in the shortest amount of time possible. So check us out all those different places. Awesome. Yeah, please do. Please fill your head with more good science-based information. Stay away from breathing molecular oxygen or whatever the hell, <laughs> hydrogenated oxygen or whatever okay. the hell the biohack is of the you know, I don't even remember all this stuff that comes out and goes. It doesn't make any sense sometimes, but uh, kind of like what I just said. So, so awesome. Go there, uh, check it out. Spencer, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And let's get together again sooner rather than later. Perfect, man. Thank you. 
That wraps up another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And I want to ask you, what was your big takeaway? I really want you to think about this. Think about it. Maybe even verbalize it. What was the big takeaway from this conversation for you? Was it about the health and fitness influencing part and the marketing? Maybe got you questioning where you're getting your information from and who you can trust. Or was it more on the lipidology side about cholesterol, about the questions that we have there? And most importantly, what will you be doing differently as a result of having listened to this podcast? It's actions that create the transformation, the next leveling, if you will, of our life. And without that, nothing much happens. Information, super cheap, inexpensive. In fact, it's free and it's there's too much of it, <laughs> frankly. And if you're looking for an experience to help you, what we do is we do a free seven-day post-quarantine or comeback challenge. <laughs> we keep changing the name. But it comes down to this. We help you lose fat in a week. And our clients, or I I say our our challenge members, lose anywhere from one, two, three, four pounds in one week and through coaching. So if that sounds something that you're interested in, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge and join now. We got a waiting list and we will let you know when we're kicking it off. And we do this for two reasons. One, it's our way to give back to you, to help you implement what you're learning. And people say the challenge changed their life in a week. How crazy is that? I mean, it blows me away. It also shows me, by the way, um, you know, the, the big gap in people, what they think they know and what they're applying. Huge gap, to be honest. So we do it to give back to give you an experience to help you get to that next level in life. And the other reason that we do it is because free samples are the best marketing technique around ever. And I know you may have been listening and you may have been interested in working with me, but you're like, oh yeah, but does it really work? Is he really that good? Well, come and try for free for seven days and then make your own mind up. How about that? Because I'm 100% confident in what I do to give it away (laughs) for seven days. So again, that's legendarylightpodcast.com. That uh, slash challenge, I keep messing that up. So legendarylightpodcast.com slash challenge is the place to sign up for that. Have an amazing week. And I will speak to you on Real Talk Friday.